0: It's a great honor to serve the Lord. He has taken us imperfect as we are to do His perfect task.
1: What I have in me, I want to share it with other people. I think that's what keeps me going on this ministry.
2: This is First Person, and I'm Wayne Shepard. Welcome to this week's program, where we'll meet a young couple who operate a Christian radio station in Albania. Theirs is a country who, until 20 years ago, was officially an atheist nation, but God seems to do His best work through a remnant, and today the gospel is being proclaimed in Albania. You'll meet Tani and F.D. Barakou in a moment. First, let me remind you that anytime you need additional information about the guests you hear on First Person, you can look us up online at firstpersoninterview.com. Links to our guests, a calendar of upcoming programs, and an archive of past programs is found there at firstpersoninterview.com. And you can respond with the email address you'll find online or by visiting our Facebook page. Just look for First Person on Facebook. Well, at a recent broadcasting conference in Romania, I had the privilege to meet people from several Balkan nations who came together for training and encouragement. And two of the people I met were a husband and wife who run a Christian radio station. They told me I could call them Tani and Efti, but I began by asking them for their real names.
0: Well, my real name is uh, Eftali Baraku, and uh, my first name has a Greek uh, origin. My, grandpa, my grandparents decided to put me this name, and it means happiness or something like that.
2: <laughs> Introduce your husband to me, Tani. I call him Tani. What is your name, Tani? My
1: name is uh, Meritan, and it's doesn't really mean anything. It's just a a name from the communist time, I guess. Mm -hmm. You come
2: from Albania. Where in Albania?
1: We come from southeast Albania, from a town called Korcha, which uh, borders uh, with Greece and uh, with Macedonia. Mm.
2: Albania was a country where it wasn't just that Christianity was suppressed there was no Christianity or any religion allowed of any kind, right?
1: I can say that there was no religion allowed for 50 years, almost. All the religious objects, I can say, like the churches or cathedrals, were turned into army depots and uh, or police uh, departments. It has been hard for our country being... Uh, uh, out of any religion that other countries, uh, we had problems. Uh, it, it was very hard for us to, to believe in God
2: after that. Because mm-hmm. there was nothing allowed. There was, was
1: nothing allowed. And
2: So when freedom came, came and by the way, when did freedom come to Albania?
1: Freedom came, well, Albania was one of the last countries that uh, got free from communism. And it's uh, after well, this country here, Romania, in the uh, 90s. And is I can say it's the only country left communist uh, in nineties that became a, a democracy. And uh, in the nineties, the first missionaries came with uh, with Bibles and flyers, and uh, and uh, that's where we got the opportunity to listen about to hear uh, the good news of God.
2: Mm-hmm. FD, how did that happen for you? I mean, how did you come to know the Lord when? There had been nothing prior Mm -hmm. to the the freedom that came to Albania.
0: I'd like to say something before saying that, because I have orthodox background. Okay. And as Tani said, it wasn't allowed by government, but still few people that were true followers of uh, Christ or believed in the Lord, they kept the tradition. Mm. There's always a
2: remnant, isn't there? yeah. Yeah.
0: And one of them was my grandfather, so I would like to say that I heard uh, first for God or Jesus through him. He used to tell things uh, related to Bible, like Bible stories and and things uh, that were forbidden for that time. But uh, that was the first step. I just had some knowledge. But uh, later on, I had um, the desire. I was so eager to know God more, more and more. That was my desire. And... I just wanted to to know people that knew the Bible or knew the Lord better. And also I felt in my heart that I wanted to serve the Lord better. I felt like my life was... um, I was wasting my life and I wanted to do something different. I wanted to serve the Lord. And uh, when I was in the first year of university, I started attending a group of Christians. And at that time I got saved... um, Nine years ago, and uh, I heard that the radio station were looking for young people to start working there and I applied there and since then I, i've been um, I've been convinced that uh, the Lord has called me for a special task, mm-hmm. and I want to serve him with all i have
2: and Tony, understand that it was your father that uh, first came to the Lord yes. and really became uh, a pastor and an evangelist quite, uh, quite well-known.
1: He, he became a pastor and was one of the first Albanian pastors in his area because, as you know, the church was—the uh, missionaries were leading the yeah. church. Uh, at, was it at through that YWAM moment? that he came to the Lord? I can say that they were the first there were many people after them that kept uh, feeding him with the, of course with the, with the word of Christ, but uh, they were the first people that he met on the street you know mm-hmm. without uh, knowing, knowing anything and uh, I remember as he said, one of them told told him that we love you, you know we care for you, and uh, that that broke his heart coming from uh, 50 years of communism where i can literally literally say you're afraid of your own wife mm-hmm. because uh, of the pressure and of the and of the spies and everything so you
2: you couldn't even trust your own family you
1: couldn't even trust your own family and of course not even you never talked about love and uh, stuff like that, because communism, as we know, is based on material, mm-hmm. it's not based on... So that broke his heart, that broke... And he, he kept thinking about that, who are these people, you know, they come from a land we, we don't know, and they love us, how do they love us? But That made that's such an uh, impression on him. What was life like for him before uh, freedom up, came? He grew up... Uh, he had a hard life, I can say. He grew up uh, in a family where he's... Uh, uh, with divorced parents and uh, he had a problem with his family He had to leave he worked in a in a town called erseka and it was hard you I mean he used to he used to eat once a day mm. that was hard especially in the communist time imagine i mean i can say it's hard for an orphan in on these days imagine back mm.
2: uh 40 years ago you know yeah. uh, so this uh, spiritual reformation in your family started with your father. Started uh, with my dad, But it had yes. to come to you and your heart. How did that happen?
1: It came to me, I was eight at the time where I, where I got saved. And uh, I loved God so much when I was a kid. And I still love God. <laughs> uh, and serve now. Him, I might add. We'll serve, talk about that. And serve Him. Uh, first came uh, my mother. She was Orthodox, uh, just like AFT. And... Uh, she struggled a little because she thought, oh, I know, I know Jesus. But then she started reading the Bible with my dad and she understood that she didn't know anything until she read the Bible and, uh, and the, the word of God. Mm-hmm. I was, of course, I was next to them and I got uh, baptized. I was literally sleeping in church because my room was the church. Where they used to have meetings, so I was sleeping there, so I can say <laughs> it literally was literally outside. a house church, wasn't <laughs> house, it? <a> house <laughs> church. It was a bedroom
2: church. A bedroom church.
1: <laughs> I remember people were happy. That's think that's something I won't forget from my childhood. People were so happy. Uh, was a hap- like an innocent happiness, you know? They're happy. They found something. I don't know, peaceful something, something that they were missing for a long, long time. It was joy. It was joy. Yeah. It was joy. Yeah. yeah.
2: I understand. Then your father passed away. The Lord called him home while he was in America.
1: The Lord called him home when he was in the states uh, seven years ago during a prayer meeting. It it was hard for us, I can say, because he he was uh, he had, we had the church and the radio, and he was he was actually doing the work of five people, mm. and it was hard for us when he passed away because you know he had all this energy and. Uh, commitment that we had to really pray and uh, seek seek God to to do what he what he what he mm-hmm. what he was doing before when he was still alive.
2: We'll talk about your ministry and the radio ministry that you have in Albania which is remarkable to hear about. It. But you. FD I want to ask you you said you started working at the radio mm-hmm. station as a young yes. Christian and that's where you met this guy
0: that's the place where I met Tani. We knew each other as friends for a year and we had no intentions to date or anything like that. But I will, I will mention the moment uh, when we started dating and it's very special because um, I had also a sad story in my family. After the first year of working in the radio station, my, my father passed away too. So it was really, really hard for me and my family. But uh, at the time, all my friends uh, were a great uh, encouragement for me. Also Tani's father, he was a pastor and he knew the right words to to comfort someone. And it was, the, um, let's say, the beginning of... After that, it was the beginning of our relationship because Tani was so close to me. And um, he used to share... Um, Um, Bible verses that uh, encouraged me and that was the beginning of our story we started dating each other to know each other better and um, after two years we got married
2: and God's given you a son
0: now Yeah, we have a son now, he's almost three years old and we are blessed through him
2: more from this committed couple of Radio Emmanuel in Albania coming up Next weekend, as America celebrates its independence holiday, you'll meet a man who is committed to the spiritual health of a nation, and in particular, those on Capitol Hill. Retired U.S. Navy Admiral Barry Black, the Senate chaplain, will talk about his role in the Senate and some of his own story being raised by a single mother in inner-city Baltimore. Join the conversation with Senate Chaplain Barry Black on the next edition of First Person. Let's pick up where we left off with Tani and Efti Beraku from Albania. Radio Emanuel was started by Tani's father, and I asked him about his father's dream.
1: Well, his vision was uh, to spread the gospel to places where he, uh, to remote areas, because he was, as I said, he, uh, he was an evangelizer. I can say even more than a pastor, he was an evangelizer, and he used to go... Out in remote areas, with I I remember when I was a kid with this big TV and uh, four guys that were supposed to hold the TV with the Jesus movie in these steep uh, steep mountains. Uh, of course, I was lucky because I was a kid. I never got to carry anything. Yeah. TVs were much heavier in those days. Weren't <laughs> much heavier <they? laughs> in those days, especially in Albania. And he had this uh, vision that. He couldn't, even though he could do that forever, he couldn't reach as much as the media can reach, as, as the radio signal can reach. And that's why uh, he got this, uh, let's say, uh, I, can, I can say call from God yes. to start a radio. And that was in year 98, when he first started to get this vision and was right after Albania. It was safe because uh, a year ago we had a civil war. Mm-hmm. in Albania so the country was was very bad and he had this dream of of opening a Christian station
2: i can't imagine what he had to go through to establish a radio station in a country that had no almost no semblance of religion for so long no
1: almost almost nothing and even for us was I can say, it seemed like a, it seemed like a joke in a way because we're all laughing. You know why? You know why do you want to waste your time on something? It's too expensive. Yeah, it's, it's father's uh, crazy dream, huh? Yeah, it's too. You know, I, and of course, I, I didn't want him to to get
2: disappointed. I bet you look differently at it now, though, don't you? For
1: sure, for sure. I'm glad. I'm glad he kept his vision. Yeah,
2: because today you operate that radio station. Today
1: I operate that radio station and. Uh, we got. We started
2: with one antenna at our building, and now we have three more. Well, FT, tell me about the radio station. Who is it aimed at? Uh, is it, it music, talk? Uh, what What do you do on the radio station?
0: Well, actually, you're directing me the right question because I deal with the programming. Okay. <laughs> you're the program <laughs> in person, the radio huh? station, and um, we try to keep a balance between music and programming we want to reach people through music but also through messages and uh, programs that are produced in our radio station and others that are from pastors and uh, people that are that have had a great impact in in Christianity we have received uh, lots of feedback from our listeners and uh, Uh, they show us that um, these programs have uh, uh, given them something different. Because they uh, listen to radios, other TV stations, but uh, they don't find the the same hope that they receive from this radio station. And this is um, what um, makes us more alive. And uh, we feel that our mission is for a reason. We have a calling for a reason. It's not for nothing.
2: Well, tell me if I'm wrong, but it seems like the Albanian people would have a sense of almost despair. After freedom, there must be some disappointment that things haven't, you know, panned out for the country economically and other ways, uh, even with freedom. So there must be this sense of disappointment.
0: Uh, People were looking for freedom, but um, they had a misconception about freedom. After freedom, there was a time of confusion, of transition. And people were disappointed because uh, they didn't receive what they were looking for because they thought that the world would be so open to them, but still uh, people were afraid to to interact with Albanians because they came from a system that was uh, so harsh and that made people look different or isolated. And people were looking for freedom, let's say, in... um, in wrong directions. Yes,
2: and we know there's yeah. so many opportunities now.
0: Yeah, we, we say in Albania that um, people accept more the, um, the bad things than the good things. And in Albania, people didn't know to, to select between good and bad things. And most of the things they accepted and received were, were a bad influence to their life. And that's why they, um, they were disappointed,
2: I can see why the radio station that is so important uh, in, in people's lives, it gives them something to hope. It gives them God's word, eternal word. Tony, tell me about the response you get from listeners. What do they say about the radio ministry? We get a lot
1: of response. We had a guy that was calling us for almost a year, and it was just last year in our youth program. And he, was, he first started asking about Jesus, during the program, is first out of curiosity making questions to, to, to our DJ and uh, the, the studio uh, speaker. Then he ended up calling for support. He was, he was supporting what they were saying and praising God in the same time. He said that uh, he was working, because he called for such a long time, he said that he was working in a jail as a correction officer. Uh, well, just a few months ago he stopped talking he stopped calling us uh, on the radio and we received this letter from him and we were all amazing uh, he actually he wasn 't a correction officer he was he was doing his time
2: he was the prisoner
1: and he was uh, he was so ashamed from his uh, past life that he couldn't he couldn 't he couldn't tell us, but he said that God brought him to this light, and now it's over. You know, it's uh, it's he's a new man, and we're so happy. You know, mm. we're we're happy to listen to stories like this more than buying a new building, let's say, yes, or buying yes. a satellite <laughs> antenna. <laughs>
2: All the, technology All the technology is one thing, is but one it's the thing. power of the word that even penetrates those prison walls.
1: It's, uh, and we've been delivering uh, pre-tuned radios with uh, our station uh, to the jail, and we're happy that people from there are calling, and I can say that God, God can save everybody. Yeah.
2: We have time for one more listener story, if you have it.
1: We have um, uh, a girl from another town, Close by uh, our city in Erseka. She used to listen to our program. She lives in this remote village where uh, I can say the culture changes mm-hmm. with uh, with the parents, where they don't allow girls to to go out or use the internet. Or, but uh, she called in the radio last year. I can say, uh, yeah, it was last year. She called on the radio. She was listening to my dad's program. Now my father has his preaching ministry all on CDs. So and it, we're still it continues playing.
2: even though he's with the Lord. It
1: continues, and it and it seems like he's beyond, behind the microphone, <laughs> the microphone when you're
2: listening to the radio. <laughs> so she thought he was really still alive. So
1: she thought he was alive, and she called on the phone, and she said, where is Pastor Chimi? And... Uh, what time do we have the meetings? I really want to meet him because i uh, I, uh, I, I want to get a Bible and I want to come to church because i 'm listening to you guys all the time, talking about God and i 'm anxious to meet you well, of course we have to break it up to her <laughs> She can saying, see him, but she may have to wait a while huh <laughs> yeah saying that, but we're glad because now she goes to a church on her home in her uh in Erseka, in an evangelical
2: church, uh-huh.
1: and she serves there.
2: We're happy. Amazing, amazing.
1: We're very happy.
2: Let me ask you in closing: Why do you do what you do?
1: You know, I uh, I can say. Oh, first, I'm sorry for my English, because <laughs> <laughs> we have no <laughs> problem understanding you. Believe
2: me, it's it's well done.
1: I wanna. I do this because. God gave me hope in my life many times. And I've seen not only me, my wife and all my family. God gave me hope. And uh, he, have, he has taken me, he has accepted me many times even though I, I've done mistakes. And I'm a happy man. I can say even though I have problems like everybody else, I'm still happy because I have God in my heart. And what I have in me, I want to share it with other people. I think that's what keeps me going
2: on this ministry. FD, how about you? What what motivates you to serve Christ through radio in Albania?
0: Well, radio is my passion, but it's not only the re- the only reason why I serve in the radio station. Um... When I'm out of the radio station or when I do something else, I'm not in peace. Because recently I tried to do something else, but I didn't feel at peace. And when I do what the Lord has called me to do, I feel at peace. But also it's a a great honor to serve the Lord. Because He has taken us imperfect as we are to do His perfect task. He has chosen and He has accepted us to do something that is great, is amazing, is beyond our understanding. So I'm happy to to do my my little task, let's say, for His kingdom and for His glory. But also I want other people to to receive His message and to have the hope and peace that I have that comes only through Jesus Christ.
2: Tawny and F.D. Berkou from Albania. The interview you heard today was actually recorded a few years ago, but their ministry in Albania today is still reaching people for Christ with even more radio transmitters. Plus, their family has grown to include a beautiful new daughter in addition to their son. I've placed additional information about Radio Emmanuel on our website. I hope you'll pray for them and support them as they do God's work. Online, we're found at FirstPersonInterview.com. That's FirstPersonInterview.com. Next week, as we observe Independence Day here in America, you'll meet the chaplain of the U.S. Senate, Barry Black. I hope you'll join us. Now, with thanks to my producer and friend, Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard, hoping you'll join us next week at the same time right here for First Person.